welcome to another edition of the Forkstown Podcast, your one-stop shop for anything and everything surrounding Seattle Mariners baseball team. My name is Rick Clark, and with me, as always, the guy that's spending way too much time on Hogwarts Legacy, Mr. Bo Chisholm. Bo, Mr. Clark, doing, doing rather right? well. Had a uh, had a fun-filled weekend playing Hogwarts Legacy. And uh, watching Seattle Mariners uh, play some good baseball, so it's been a good been a good weekend. How about yourself? How are you doing? It's been a very good weekend, especially sports wise. Um, you got the Mariners playing good baseball. You got the Kraken. Um, they're up two one on the Stars. Can't really uh, complain there. You know, any uh, any extra time we get the Kraken this season, I, I feel is uh, is going to be a lot of fun. So. But yeah, good good sports. Just good sports this weekend. Good sports for like the last week. So before we get into any, everything, thank you again for taking time to listen to another edition of the Forkstown Podcast. For all our returning listeners, welcome back. Hey, if you're a first time listener, thanks for choosing us. And hopefully, you know you use us um, for Mariners baseball talk. Bo and I have a lot of fun putting this together and and talking Mariners baseball. So hopefully you guys are learning a thing or two, or um, you know just enjoying what we've got to put out. Um, you know, go hit us up on social media if you haven't already. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Forks Down Podcast. Um, you uh, you can ask us questions on there. We've been getting a few questions. Just shoot us a message. Um, you know, if we we think it's a good question, we might answer it on air. You know, so uh, definitely do that. And then if you haven't already, hit like and subscribe on your podcast listening app, whether that's, you know, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, um, any of that stuff. We're on all of them. Just, you know, hit subscribe. You'll get notified when we drop new episodes. And then also, you know, if you can on there, hit five stars. Again, it's not for our ego, um, but, you know, if you hit us five stars, it'll get us up the charts a little bit better, get us a little bit more visibility. So. With all that being said, I feel like this is probably going to be a quick episode for me and you tonight, Bo. But um, let's get into Mariners notes. Uh, the big news coming out of the Houston series, and I, I was kind of blindsided by it. Penn Murphy going on the IL. Um, from what I heard, it was a little bit of elbow discomfort. Maybe you can shine some light um, on that. Yeah, what it said was elbow inflammation. Um which I think always sounds a little bit scarier than maybe sometimes teams let on. Um, but it doesn't seem like it was too, um, they, they were, they said that they were going to try to like not even put Murphy on the IL and they just kind of did it. I think it was more precautionary than anything else. So, um, yes, go into the IL for elbow information. Um, kind of sucks. Cause Murphy's kind of our guy, like one of our go-to guys in the bullpen. Right. Um, and uh, one of the guys we go to the earliest that is. Um, but uh, with the way the bullpen's performing, um, I feel like, you know, this was a low risk move to put Penn Murphy there and call up uh, one then at the same time. Yep. 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 Um, Penn Murphy's kind of been like the jack of all trades. I feel like you can slot him in just about anywhere. You can bring him in as early as the fifth inning. You know, he'll get you a couple important outs. You can bring him in in the eighth, maybe even the ninth to get a spot save once in a while. Um, so I definitely feel like this one kind of hurts. Um, like you said, Juan 10, 
You know, it's not pronounced then, it's pronounced 10. We were told that on the broadcast. <laughs> he was called up. Um, you know, we're going to get into the series this week from this weekend. And uh, he actually ended up pitching his first MLB um, outing. Didn't do too bad. So we'll we'll touch on that in a second. But, um, you know, hopefully Penn Murphy can come back pretty quick. So um, we, we got a little more. Um, clear goal for Andres Munoz. We've been waiting. He's been out since April, um, battling injury, and uh, they came out and said that we uh, that the Mariners are targeting a mid-May um, return, and it sounds like he might even head out on a rehab assignment soon. So, um, really good news for the Mariners, um, bullpen wise. Out, you know, outside of Penn Murphy going to the uh, super good news. I think uh, <clears throat> the bullpen, I mean, it's been the bright shining star of like uh, the last couple of weeks. I would say obviously there's been a couple ups and downs at a couple places, but I feel like they've kind of figured it out for the most part. Um, and to get Menuno's back at, at some point in the next couple, hopefully days. Um, I think that'll be big. Just you could add that to. Um, how good Topa's pitching, how good Spire's pitching, how good Seawall's been pitching with, you know, a couple other guys. It's just, uh, just all makes for a more dominant bullpen. So um, that'd be good to get him back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we might, we might talk about the bullpen a little bit later, but um, <clears throat> the one guy, you know, it's good to hear that he's progressing. Well, the one guy that we really, you know, been trying to keep our eye on, um, you know, is Dylan Moore. There's no timeline still on Dylan Moore. We keep hearing he's on a rehab assignment. He's on a rehab assignment. The last we've heard, he's, it seems like he's still in Arizona. You know, um, lucky for the Mariners, they're getting um, pretty good production out of Caballero. And, you know, at this point, I I, I think, you know, when, when Dylan Moore comes back, it probably isn't Caballero getting sent down at this point. You know, with how Caballero is well, probably not Caballero. Yeah. Um, you know, Dylan Moore is kind of a super utility guy. The guy playing the super utility role right now is Sam Haggerty and Sam Haggerty's had some struggles. Right. Um, so I, uh, I think it makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense for Dylan Moore to fill that role. Uh, but, you know, I hope that the good times are going to continue with Caballero. Um, been really impressed with what we've seen this far. Um, so yeah, I would say probably Sam Haggerty is the odd man out there. Just uh, he's having a hard time getting things going. Um, but uh, then again, Dylan Moore is a little bit of a black box, so we don't really know when uh, we don't really know when he's gonna be back yet. So um, we'll just kind of play that by ear and see how that goes and how that progresses over the next uh, couple of weeks here. Yep. Yeah, he's been he's been on the IL since. Um, spring training. I don't remember him getting many spring training at bats before he went on the IL. Um, so I'm sure Dylan Moore is going to have quite a bit of, of rust coming off the IL. You know, he's going to have a lot of uh, a lot of things to get you know back in motion. So I think you know it's smart having Caballero. You know, we slotted him in at the start of the season to be kind of the person that's the batter against left-handed pitching. You know, him and him and uh, Colton Wong uh, split in time at second. But um, I really think, you know, when he comes back, I don't think he's going to see a lot of time at second because I think Caballero's playing very well for that. So, um, you know, hopefully hopefully in the coming days, 
you know, one of the next couple podcasts, we have a, a better timeline on Dylan Moore. All we've heard still is he's still in Arizona. That's as far as we know. Um, we don't know if anything's setting him back. But let's move on to the weekend series, Bo. Um, arguably, this was the biggest series for the Mariners. Um, you know, maybe outside of the Toronto one, just you know, in the first few weeks of the season, and uh, the the Mariners really showed up to play starting mm-hmm. in the eighth inning of Saturday. Um, <laughs> um, Friday was uh, was pretty pretty bad luck, but the Mariners ended up winning Saturday and Sunday. Let's uh, let's start with Friday's game, um, four to six loss uh, against Houston. And, um, you know, looking at Luis Castillo's line, he went seven innings, five hits, four runs, all earned, um, you know, gave up a home run and had five Ks. He still kept us in the game. Like, uh, you know, I, I definitely feel like this should have been a game, uh, a winnable game and, and the Mariners did battle back and ultimately, you know, Brash ended up blowing it in the ninth. Yep. Game. Yep. And uh, um, I think it's it kind of adds to this kind of comeback Mariners that we've had the last week or so somewhere in there. Um, so that's good to see. And I think that um on the Lee, on the Louise side of things, um, I know this has kind of not been he hasn't been I think as dominant over as he was to start of the season. But I'm not actually super worried about that. Mm-hmm. I felt like. You know, the big mistake he made to, he made against Jordan was a, a change up kind of right over the plate and Jordan took advantage of it as he just I mean, he's one of the best hitters in baseball, so I can kind of forgive that one pretty easy. But yeah, certainly certainly kept us in this game, gave us a good chance to to make that comeback like we did. Um, I wish we would have been able to pull it off a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Matt Brash side of things, um, <clears throat> I think there's, you know, Certainly, if you don't walk Jose Abreu, then the Kyle Tucker stuff doesn't happen with the kind of the ball right off the plate. So, like that's um, <clears throat> that's one side of things. Yeah. But you know, he did have I think a strike there, um, so that was uh, a little painful to kind of I think end the game that way. But um, I think this game was a good precursor to kind of what we saw. I think uh, especially on the Saturday game, in terms of like everybody in this game got a hit except Julio and Taylor Trammell. Um and even Julio hit the ball really mm-hmm. hard in this game. So I think that there were some good precursors to like this offense. I think putting it all together, I think as the weekend went along. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, certainly, um, you know, Brash probably should have had a strike there. I shouldn't blowing the game. Wasn't the best way to put it in my mind, because Again, if that strike was called, Kyle Tucker wouldn't have done what he did. You know, we wouldn't have got that far. Um, but, uh, you know, the bullpen held out pretty well. Trevor got, Gabe Spire came in. It seems to me that Gabe Spire is becoming the lefty on lefty specialist. I know you have to go three, but we're seeing him, you know, a third of an inning at a time. And I feel like the last time we've really seen that in a Mariners uniform was mm-hmm. with Lucas Litke. But, um, yeah, Trevor got Gabe Spire pitched well. Sacedo came in for a third at the end of the game um, and got us a K. So, um, you know, pitching wasn't wasn't really the problem outside of Brash. Um, you know, and then offensively, like you said, everyone but Julio and T-Tram got a hit. Um, 
you know, Colton Wong seems to be heating up a little bit. Um, had a second double of the season. Um, and that double um, was a basis clearing double. He got three RBIs on it. Um, we're still striking out a tad bit offensively. Um, 10 Ks in total uh, for the team. But um, overall, just a just a little bit better performance on offense, and I think we could have could have won the game. Uh, team was two for six with runners in scoring position, uh, left on base. They had four left on base. Taylor Trammell did ground into a double play, and honestly, in my mind, you know, uh, I wasn't too hurt on Friday, but I really feel, you know, there it was kind of a two part thing. If if Brash would have got the call on the strike, Kyle Tucker wouldn't have never did what he did. But since that happened, the second part was Tio de Oscar Hernandez rounding first, going to second, getting thrown out. He kind of hesitated. I really feel like if he didn't hesitate and made it in the second, I think that was a whole different ball ball game. I really think the Mariners could have came back and, and potentially. Yep. That's uh, I feel like your, your little league coach would tell you like, don't hesitate there, right? You've already made the decision to go. Like, why are you, why are you stopping at that point? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Mar- some of the Mariners base running, I would say has been a little bit in question. I think the last kind of couple of weeks, I feel like we haven't made as the best decisions on a couple of those. Right. So that's one area that hopefully we can, um, kind of get a little bit better in but uh yeah there were a couple chances in that game and it uh i'm glad the rest of the the season the series panned out like it did right because uh there were certainly chances to win that game so um yeah yep yep four to six loss you know and and um you know i kind of sparked the team it took like i said it took until about the eighth inning on saturday to really come around but um that game kind of sparked the next game on Saturday, uh, seven to five victory. And, and I know looking at the score, I don't feel like it reflects just how dominant, um, we were from the eighth inning on, um, you know, even pitching wise, it wasn't a bad pitching game. Um, but, <clears throat> uh, it was seven to three going to the ninth and we had come back. We scored, I think it was five runs, right? With two outs uh, in that eighth inning, that sounds right. It was five runs. They were down three to two, um, and then J.P. Crawford came up, had one of the big, biggest doubles of the season. Um, ended up plating three, um, and then later on, Caballero came up, had a double, had a RBI, and and really sealed the game for us. And it was good because. Um, Seawald came in in the ninth inning and ended up giving up a couple base hits that scored a couple runs. So it was nice getting that little extra insurance in the eighth inning. But, um, you know, the, the biggest thing was all those runs that came with two outs and not a home run was not hit. Like it was all situational hitting, keep the line moving <clears throat> singles. and bats. Right. Yeah. No, it's good. Consistent at bats. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, all with two outs, and uh, it there was uh, like JP Crawford's just been such a solid contributor, right, to the whole entire season, and um, it was good to have. I think the bottom of the order, right, the bottom of the order, I think has been was well noted early on in the season as really having struggles, and I feel like they came up with some decent hits in this game, right? Tom Murphy, I think, had two hits. Um, obviously, JP had his massive hit there, so 
Um, it was all fun to see uh, kind of the implosion of the Astros bullpen at the same time. So, um, no, super big inning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, probably wish we could have spread those runs out a little bit more. But, um, you know, the fact that we were able to put it all together and I think end up winning the game where it kind of looked like we were fading a little bit. Um, super positive to see. Yep. Who, do you, did you see who took the loss in the game? Uh, was it Montero or was it... Was it uh, standing? It, it was Montero. Got it. It was okay. Montero. Yep. It was Montero, um, kind of making that uh, big contract that he got in the off season. Big look, not big contracts at the Astros. At least for one off season, have not been going over very well. So um, there you go. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been seeing that too. I really have. Um, pitching wise, um, it was good to see the team get a mark uh, win in a day that Marco pitches Marco went six strong, six hits, three runs all earned. Um, didn't give up any home runs, had three base on balls and four K's. Uh, one 10, like I said, came in, got it. Uh, his first pitching action at the major league level is a major league debut. Didn't have a strikeout. Didn't have a base on balls. Didn't give up a hit. Just went one, one inning. It was a, it was a pretty good inning. Um, you know, went one, two, three. Um, Taylor Sacedo got the win on Sunday, or excuse me, on Saturday. Um, he went one inning, had two Ks, and then Seawald, like I said, um, you know, Angie Minting made a made a comment where Seawald doesn't like pitching unless it's close because he did go uh, inning pitch, gave up three hits, had uh, given up two runs, both earned, and had two Ks. So, um, unfortunately, it did not turn into a safe situation. Um, putting those those runs across for the Astros. Um, offensively, uh, Ty France seems to be turning around a little bit, which is good to see. Went three for five. Um, no home runs for anyone during the game. Uh, Cal Raleigh went two for four, had a run, a K, three left on. Um, Tom Murphy, don't look now, he's eating up a little bit. Two for three. Um, all singles, but good to see him smacking the ball around a little bit. And then, like I said, Caballero, uh, towards the end of the eighth, um, he had come in a pinch hit for Wong, went one for two, had a run, two RBIs, one K. That is his fourth, third and fourth RBI of the season. Um, for you, those of you keeping track at home, there was a ball hit um, by Julio that grounded him into a double play. Team went five for 13 with runners in scoring position, all those hits I think came in the eighth and they left on, uh, left nine on base. So, um, a very, very good team win on Saturday. Great situational hitting and the, the bullpen kind of, the bullpen and, um, Yeah, I would I would also give, you know, bullpen and, you know, Marco, Marco, just in general in this game, you know, he, he did give up three earned runs, um, but still went six strong. Um, and uh, I think that's just been a story for Marco the whole year, right? Just pitching well enough and pitching good enough to kind of keep this mirror team, um, I think, in those games. So I think that's just been huge, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think the bullpen, you know, I think you Taylor Sacedo came out with a good outing this time around. Um, I think it's a, been a big credit to guys, the fact that we've had Taylor Sacedo step up and we've had Gabe Spire set up and Justin Topa. And, um, this is just a massive credit, I think, to what Jerry and team have done when it comes on the bullpen side of things. They just seem to keep on finding, 
I don't know, hidden gems. They keep on finding guys that kind of can plug, plug those bullpen holes really well. And, uh, you know, we've been without Menunos for a little while. And, um, you know, there's been spots where maybe we've missed him here and there. But the fact that some of these guys have really stepped up and filled some of these holes, I think, is super encouraging, I think, for the bullpen going forward. It, it really is. The bullpen, It you know, we, we had our doubts kind of at the start of the season. Um, but they're really – it's a classic Mariners, Jerry DePoto, Scott Cervantes bullpen, you know, um, they picked up a bunch of guys, you know, we, we called them earlier in the season reclamation projects, you know, kind of, kind of started off with guys like Paul Seatwald and stuff like that. Now, you know, this year it's, it's Gabe Spire, it's Trevor God, it's Justin Topa. All those guys are coming in doing really good things. And and don't look now, the Mariners could have one of the best bullpens in baseball if they keep this up. They really could. Um, you know, Gabe Spires kind of, like I said earlier, kind of been the lefty-on-lefty specialist. Um, we're seeing him a third of an inning at a time. He did end up giving up a, a run on Sunday, as I'm going to go into, but, um, you know, that only brought his ERA up to, like, .69. Um, you know, and then Justin, Justin Topa and Trevor Gott. <clears throat> I can't say enough things about Trevor Gott. Um, you know, I called him a couple weeks ago, uh, the American Shibitoshi Hasegawa. He's just got that bulldog in him. Um, he comes out, he throws strikes, you know, goes after the hitters, even though he's not really overpowering, you know? So, um, the, the bullpen has definitely been one of the brightest, uh, brightest spots, at least in the last couple weeks. And, you know, guys, we're going to get Munoz back. Munoz is going to do good things, obviously. Um, Seawald. Perfect, uh, what was it, 10 for 10 on um, save chances. And then guys like Matt Brash, he's going to pick it up. You know, he he is a very uh, feature famine pitcher. Um, you know, he'll have a couple outings where he does really good. And honestly, his outing up until that Kyle Tucker hit was a, was a good outing until then. He should have had that strikeout. So, um, you know, I'm not worried about Matt Brash. But, um you know, speaking of the bullpen, they did their thing on Sunday, and uh, it helped secure the series win over Houston 3-1. Um, we won the series two games to one, and Spire, Brash, got all got a hold during the game, and then um, Justin Topa came in and got to save his first save of the season. So really a, really a good bullpen session, but I mean, I'd be really remiss to not talk about Bryce Miller. Bryce Miller got his first win of the season and went six strong and just looked fabulous. Uh, looks super good. Um, with I think the fastball still looks super elite, right? The the rise on his fastball is still pretty devastating. And it just seems like guys haven't quite adjusted mm-hmm. to it. Um, what I'll what I will add is that um, you know, he's still throwing it about 70% of the time, that fastball. Um I think that he mixed in a couple pitches today, like, um, and we'll see if he kind of continues to change that pitch mix. I think as he gets a little more comfortable as he goes along, um, I think he will have to do that. Cause I think eventually it'll probably be a little bit better scouted and he'll probably, he might have, you know, one or two at bat addings here. I think maybe in the future, right. Just throwing in that fastball quite a bit with hitters knowing what to expect. Uh, but the fact that it's rising so well and it's just, uh, you know, a different look at the plate against guys is, um, been tough for them. Right. So, 
you know, I think when mm-hmm. Logan Gilbert came up, right, he was throwing his fastball 60% of the time. And, um, you know, he eventually changed his pitch mix and got more comfortable. So I think we could see Bryce Miller do a little bit of the same, but, um, you know, can't say enough about, say, say enough good things about Bryce Miller. Yep. It's, it's so pleasing to see, you know, you, you got Robbie Ray who goes down, He's going to have Tommy John surgery. He's going to be out for a while. You know, you got Chris Flexen coming in and, and not doing very well. And uh, it's really, really nice to see Bryce Miller come up from, you know, double A and, and almost seem like, seems like he belongs there. It seems like maybe we should have had him on the roster from the start of the season, you know? Um, unfortunately, he came up because of the Robbie Ray injury and, and he's really making the most of it. He really is. I'll be interested to see what happens when someone like Easton McGee comes back. Um, he, you know, I don't think there's a spot on the team for both of them, but both of them pitched really well in their first outing. And in Bryce's case, his second outing. So uh, yeah, it's just, it's really good to see, the, the the pitching staff has been there. We knew it was going to be there and they're, they're transforming into one of the best pitching staffs in baseball after the first month of the season, you know, it took them, took them a month, but they're really coming through. No, fully agree. And I think in terms of like, um, wins above replacement and, you know, some of the advanced statistics, right. Um, they, they are right in the lead in terms of wins above replacement, pitching weapons above replacement that is, um, for their starters, for their bullpen. So everything just seems to be clicking right now. And, uh, yeah, no, it's good to see Bryce Miller get the opportunity. albeit like you said, um, <clears throat> to Robbie Ray's uh, misfortune there. Um, but, uh, I think we might see some more in the future too, right? Like I think, Brian Wu, Emerson Hancock, these are some other guys that might get a chance as well. So um, this has been the bright spot, really the bright spot for the season for me thus far. Um, and now that the offense is going, I would couple that with it as well. But um, pitching's definitely been sticking out, and it's been fun to watch, you know, especially I think Bryce Miller, his development over the last two starts. Offensively, during the game, you know, the Mariners did just enough to help secure the victory. Um, J-Rod... Had a home run and an RBI, and then an error helped score Kelnick and Gino um, later on in the game. Just enough to uh, to get the win. Maybe you can help me clear up what happened in the Caballero at bat because I was working at the time, so I didn't catch all the game. But I kind of heard, you know, the benches cleared, no punches were thrown. Um, did Caballero call time late? What what happened there? Was Ma- Maldonado just, you know, being a, a meanie a head. Mini head. You are, you are, you are too nice to the Astros players. Um, I, I cannot, I cannot say what you put <laughs> in the notes. I can't do it. <laughs> okay. So from, from, from like the first watch, it just looked like Caballero was trying to call time and the umpire didn't hear him or, you know, eventually heard him at some point And then, you know, uh, um, was that Bilac that at bat? I can't remember if that was if they moved to the bullpen at that point. Um, yeah, still pitching it ended up being a strike, so 
it wasn't it wasn't obviously a strike because they cut they did give him the time and i think there was some confusion if Bilak was looking at caballero and if they're looking at it at the right time like caballero is apparently pretty pitch clock savvy and like he's using that to his advantage in a lot of these at bats so um yeah, I think Scott was talking about how Caballero, when it comes to like that 10 seconds, nine seconds period, that's when Caballero starts to look up. And uh, yeah, I don't think Mr. Maldonado liked that very much. Right. And I think he said something to the effect of yeah, you get in the box and, you know, maybe there was some other colorful language that was included with that. And uh, yeah, that triggered uh, triggered something there. Um, but uh, yeah, I think. I think I think that triggered something in this particular at bat, but I think something's been triggering between the Mariners and the Astros for uh, for a little while now, and uh, this might just be one another chapter in that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think something's going to come to a head. I don't know. Maybe this next, maybe the next series, we don't see him. I think until July, but. Um, yeah, I think these two teams, I think they kind of want to go at it. I think that's I think that's the thing. I think that, um, you know, the buildup from the postseason last year, the whole Hector Neris thing last year. And I don't know the Astros think the Mariners are headhunters and the whole works. Like, I think uh, I think we're heading for something between these two teams. So um, keep your eyes peeled. Yep. All I've got to say is we need to. Start looking at the pizza places around T-Mobile Park. We need to start looking at the pizza places around uh, that not-so-beautiful ballpark down in Houston, Minute Maid Park, and we need to um, get their numbers just in case something does pop off. Then we can send pizza to whoever decides to be the Jesse Winker of the situation. Um, that would be That would be great. I feel like we set a precedent last year that needs to be. I, I, I think that's fair. I like that. I like that. And, uh, who knows who's going to be this year, but, uh, I think it's coming. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. So anyways, no, I think in the Caballero and then, um, yeah, I think the Mariners just playing a pretty good ball game. And, uh, I think to tap cap it. Yeah. Caballero uses the pitch clock to his advantage. And I don't think teams like that very much. So I, I think that is because he's been in the minors and the minors had this yep. long before the major leagues did. And he knows how to get in the head with the pitchers with, you know, in regards to that situation. So, um, you know, good on Caballero. It, it's smart. Use it to your advantage, you know, and maybe Maldonado uh, will uh, just qu- <laughs> quit whining next time. I don't know. um let's go over the rest of the offense before we close out this uh this series ty france went two for three um looked great you know coming back didn't have any hit or uh, any runs or rbis or anything but good to see a uh a couple hits again you know he had a pretty good series um one of the hits actually was a double 10th double of the season Kelnick went one for four, had his 10th double of the season. Gino went two for four, had his fifth double of the season. For those keeping track at home, Kelnick and J-Rod did ground into a double play. I forgot to say in Saturday's game, Julio did ground into a double play. So Julio had two ground into double plays. Um, and then as a team, runners in scoring position, the Mariners went two for 14, left 10 on base. You know, um, we got to – Mariners got to start being careful – 
because that's not a good recipe to win ball games, leaving that many players on base and, you know, not hitting with runners in scoring position. But again, they got the win. We got to look at it positive, positively. They got the win. They got the series win. And for my money, Bo, was probably the the biggest series win of the season. I know we've had a couple of uh, a couple of sweeps. We we swept the Rockies. Um, you know, we swept the a, the uh, A's. Uh, but this one this one was uh, really needed. You know, we needed to come out in our first series against Houston and show that. Uh, you know. Yeah, certainly hang with them. And, uh, you know, we're not we're not scared of Houston. Right. We're not, you know, worried about them. Like, I think Houston fans like to believe that we are or whatever. I don't know. But no, this was uh, this is a big win. I thought Saturday's was the biggest win of the season. And um, yeah, this Mariner team is starting to click now. I thought that we saw a little bit of the best of the Mariners this weekend, you know, starting pitching, the relief pitching. Um, the base running might still be a little bit of a, a little bit of a work in progress, but we're going to get there and the offense, right? I think you had contributions from kind of everyone in some place one way or another. So, um, I think you saw a little bit of everything and hopefully that's a precursor for, for more things to come. I think in the future. Yeah. Um, I made the mistake though of going on the Houston Astros subreddit. After, um, uh, did you after did you series. take a bath? Did you and, after uh, you got out? Did you like scrub yourself down and and all that? I, or I almost needed. I was I was at work. I almost needed to grab the hand sanitizer and just yeah, lather my sure. body up in hand sanitizer. Um, I kind of I made that mistake twice that day because I went after the Mariners won and um, went to the Houston Astros subreddit, and then later on in the day. Um, the Kraken were playing the stars and I went to the Dallas stars subreddit because if you watch the game, one of the stars players took a puck to the face and the game wasn't stopped and the Kraken ended up scoring a goal. Kraken ended up scoring like seven goals during the game. And, um, you know, it was just, just wanted to see what the other side was saying. Um, cause I know what I would have been saying in the moment, but, um, it's funny because the the Astros fans were writing the Mariners this series off. Like, oh, the Mariners won the regular season World Series against the Astros, you know, like like trying to make jokes about it. But this series, you know, from a, a Mariners and a Mariners fan standpoint, this series was like what Toronto versus Seattle series was when mm. we went to Toronto for the first time. The last time Houston had been in T-Mobile, we got shut out for 18 innings. You know, you can make the argument, the Astros did win the one that counted the most, but, you know, just as Toronto was kind of out for blood in their first series against us, we were kind of out for blood against against the Astros this time around. You know, um, it, it was forever going to be the, the biggest series to start the season. And, you know, I... Like you said, there's going to be fireworks at some point, probably throughout the season, and these are just going to be the biggest series for the Mariners, you know, throughout the whole. Going to be some of the biggest series, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, the Mariners, I feel like the Mariners have always, the Mariners are their own little pocket of the world. They're up in Seattle, like it's, 
I don't know. I feel like it's easy for teams to to talk bad about the Mariners because they have a history of not winning. They, you know, um, we had the playoff drought, so it's super easy for those guys to do that, right? And um, and it's not only in baseball. I mean, you can go to like the Kraken now, and I feel like the Kraken still haven't gotten a lot of national love that they need either, right? And um, I think it's just a Seattle thing in general, mm-hmm. right? Um, but in terms of the Astros, right, I feel like the Astros right now, there's a lot of questions around the Astros, and I think the Astros fans are maybe feeling a little insecure about their baseball team right now in terms of just you know getting production out of guys like Abreu or Bregman, and you have, you know, um, three of your starters from last year are hurt and you don't have Verlander anymore. So, um, I don't know. I think there's a little insecurity on that team right now that maybe they're kind of falling from their spot a little bit and they're just trying to, yeah, pull people down and, uh, you know, the Mariners are a good punching bag for them to do that. But you know what I mean? Uh, if they keep punching and keep punching with their words. I think there might be some more punching, um, otherwise in the field of ink in the future. So, um, we'll see, we'll see how it all goes. Yep. Yeah. It's it's funny you bring up the other teams because, yes, you know, the Mariners have forever been the punching bag in the AL West. They just couldn't get to the playoffs. They finally broke that last year. They're cracking being the new team. Second season, people basically wrote them off from the start. Look at them now. They're in – they're two games away from the conference finals, you know. Um, and then the Seahawks. I, I know you're not a big Seahawks fan, but – Everyone kind of wrote off Geno Smith and the Seahawks last year. They're they're like, it's a rebuilding year. And, you know, no one ever believed him when Pete Carroll came out and said, you know, this isn't us rebuilding. We're retooling. And, you know, the Seahawks end up making it to the playoffs, you know. So just a very good time to be a Seattle sports fan. And, and you know, it, it they're going to battle. You're, they're going to go out and give 110% every season or every season, every game, every at bat, every face off, every snap, you know? So yeah, I'm just, it's good to be a Seattle sports fan, I guess at this time. (laughs) Um, Let's do a quick preview real quick. Um, The Mariners versus Rangers, um, you know, we're shooting as they're, as they're playing actually, as they just got done, I will not spoil the, the, uh, the ending to that game, but, um, Game one was Logan Gilbert versus John Gray. Game two is going to be George Kirby versus Andrew Heaney. And game three, Luis Castillo versus Dane Dunning. Basically, this whole series is going to chalk up to be the second best offensive baseball going up against, you know, at least statistically the best pitching staff in baseball. Right yep. Now. And, uh, I mean, for the Mariners, right, it's uh, three guys who you want to have the ball. If you had to pick the three that you want there, right, it's uh, Gilbert, Kirby, and Castillo. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that hoping that Castillo can get a little bit of uh, some of the early season mojo that he had going on, right? I'll turn back to get back to Lee Piedra, La Piedra that we saw. And then, um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking for George Kirby mm-hmm. to – Looking for George Kirby to, I would say, almost dominate a little bit more. I'm hopeful that George Kirby, it's going to be a, like a year to the day since he made his major league debut. So um, for him to have that kind of full circle, full year now, right, um, will be fun to see and kind of what we get out of him. But uh, yeah, no, this should be a good series mm-hmm. to kind of see. I want to see how this offense does, right? I think maybe the offense, maybe the pitching side on the Mariners and the offense on the Rangers kind of cancel each other out. So I'm hopeful that the 
Mariners offense can continue to kind of have positive steps forward. Like I think we saw in the, in the Astros series. Yep. Yep. You know, I want all these guys to get a win. Obviously Logan Gilbert, um, you know, love watching him pitch. You know, he, he's kind of struggled, um, a little bit with some command issues and, and, uh, whatnot, but want to get him a win. George Kirby, um, you know, he's kind of looking like the Felix right now. He's going out and pitching well, and the offense, you know, just is not helping him win ball games. So you always want to get Kirby a win. Hopefully the offense comes around when he's pitching. And then Luis Castillo, he's the number one. He's the ace. He's La Pedra, you know. Um, hopefully you can come out and, and close out the series and get us a series win. So it's going to be a good series. Um, you know, arguably the second – uh, biggest series for the Mariners in this early season schedule, you know, especially with the Rangers doing what they're doing and being at the top of the, uh, the AL West right now. Um, it's going to be a good, a good test, at least this first go around to see kind of where the Mariners stand against the Rangers um, as we, as we progress forward this season. So anyways, that's our show. Bo. You got any parting wisdom before we, uh, um, we head out of here? Not for me. I think we. I think we did it, sir. Good job. Good job to you. Good job to you. And thank you to all the fans for, you know, that are going to be listening to this. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're like I said, we're bringing you Mariners content you want. So stick with us. We're thirty five episodes deep. We're only going to get better, baby. So. For all our listeners in the Puget Sound, Pacific Northwest, and beyond, thank you for taking time to listen to another edition of the Forks Down Podcast. For Bochism, I'm Rick Clark, and we'll see you guys on Friday.